This episode is a biggie, folks, so get buckled up for the ride. It's episode 30, and this show is all about spousal support. Why you need it to gain the massive success you desire, and how to foster it to ensure that you've got a co-pilot on your journey to abundance. The entrepreneurial journey wasn't meant to be travelled alone, and it doesn't need to be. This is Gavin Wall, and I'm here to provide you with your daily fix of mindset, motivation, and massive action. So, let's talk about spousal support. The seeds of spousal support are planted in the courtship period. When you're dating, please don't front with a version of yourself that you can't live up to. Or even worse, front someone that you're actually not. Because when the humdrum of ordinary life kicks in, and you've been fronting to bag someone because you know you're punching above your weight, it ain't gonna last, folks. If you've done either of these prior to your marriage or your partnership, they won't last too long. As the veneer starts to peel, and rather than the man for all seasons that someone thought they were marrying, there's a fucking toad sleeping in their bed, and then all the bets are off very quickly. Sometimes the life of the party that used to be at the pubs and the clubs having a great time is really a hungover piece of shit when the front door is closed. This stuff is absolutely key in any marriage or partnership, but even more so if you're an entrepreneurial person or any person who's trying to create genuine abundance for yourself and those around you because the effort that goes into that is so risky and stressful and the highs and the lows are so tough to deal with that it's critical that you've been upfront about the effort and time that you'll need to devote to generate that success to your partner. Now I get asked this question regularly and very often by entrepreneurs about how they can get more understanding for their journey from their spouse or partner. Now here are a number of wee tips I'm going to give you today and I've got to think about 11 of them. I'm going to knock them out to really give you some insight as to how to get more from this. So number one, be upfront and honest in the courtship or the dating period. Now it may be that you don't find your entrepreneurial stripes or your desire to achieve success until later in life and that's fine. But it'll be more difficult if that happens and your partner has been used to a 9 to 5 person who turns into someone who wants more from their work and life. So on the courtship or in the early stages, I can share an interesting story with you, which I told when I told a couple of women this story uh, recently and I could see from the looks on their faces that they weren't impressed with my conduct. But I'm very open and honest about who I am and I was so in my courtship or my dating with my wife Helen. So when we were courting, I was a solicitor at that time in the civil service, uh, punching in 40 hours a week in my day job and then running an international phone card franchise on the side and also a property business of buying, selling and fixing up properties. I love working and have done so from the age of 27, so I seldom take holidays. But we went for a wee trip to Dublin and this was when I was uh, 28 years of age and Helen was 27. That's quite possible that Helen was expecting a proposal that weekend as it was unusual for me to go away. So we checked into a hotel in Dublin, we left our luggage off and then quickly went to the Temple Bar area of Dublin, if you know it, for a meal. That's where all everything's happening in Dublin. We sat down to order and ordered our drinks. Just as we did that, my mobile phone rang. This was back in the days when the Nokia was the only phone in town. There were no smartphones. As soon as I saw the number flash up, I realised it was Mr Singh. 
who owned the Mogul restaurant in Shaftesbury Square, which used to be next door to the Northern Ireland Supporters Club, a really regular, uh, a busy and regular haunt for anybody coming out of Lavery's at the end of the night and, and some of the local areas. Now, he was my number one customer for the phone cards. For those of you who don't know, back in those days, it was, say, a pound a minute to phone Australia. But if you bought one of, uh, or America or anywhere else, but if you bought one of my phone cards and typed in a wee pin number that was on the phone card and used it to phone Australia, your your cost could be down to 20p a minute. Now, the cards were very popular, um, particularly with Indian and Pakistani families who were ringing home to their families from Belfast. And Mr. Singh would have sold up to £500, maybe even more of those per week, £500 a week. And sometimes he could actually have done that in a really busy weekend. Anyway, disaster had struck and he'd run out of the phone cards. I looked at Helen and she knew what that look meant. We settled up our bill for the two drinks, went back to the hotel, picked up our luggage and headed back to Belfast. <laughs> so whilst the proposal didn't happen that weekend, um, the proposal that Helen may have been expecting, it helped me to realise that Helen was the one for me, that she understood me and I made a decision to ask her to marry me that weekend. Now, that story may make you cringe. And I don't varnish the truth. Of course now I know what I should have done. I should have leveraged out the task to somebody else um, to do that task for me whilst I was away on the weekend. But I was only in my first year of business at that stage and I hadn't worked out all that sort of stuff. But that's the truth. But Helen knew from a very early age how important my work was to me. I didn't hide that truth from her. So you shouldn't hide it either if you have the sort of aspirations that I have. Number two, you must have unbreakable trust between the two of you. The rigours of an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial life will break many relationships. Trust and the love must be nurtured. Number three, get wise that the stresses of running a successful business or businesses mean that you'll have to narrow your activities greatly. If you put the required in energy into your business and your home life, then you won't have a, a huge amount of time left for solo flights off for the weekend with your mates or stags or things like that. You cannot seek permission to be off flying your entrepreneurial kite and then come home for a night out with the boys or the girls. You've got to be realistic. Something's got to give. If you want success at home and work, then you're likely to have to sacrifice some of your own personal me time with yourself and your mates. If you're sacrificing the family time and keeping the, uh, and the me time going whilst you're trying to do the entrepreneurial stuff, you're going to struggle. Number four, your spouse or your partner must know how important this journey is to you and why you want to do it. If you haven't planned your goals, considered in depth your why, drawn up a plan of attack, assessed the weaknesses and the likelihood of failure and you're not fully committed, then how the hell are you going to persuade somebody else of your intent? I always say you must have thought deeply about this shit. So you're a, so you're a believer in your own plan. And it can't just be blind faith. It must be based on a plan. Only when you've done all of that will you be in the position to broach it with your partner. Not a minute before. Number five, I always say that my first sales pitch on every idea is always the one I do at home. If I can't get it past her or at least get her blessing, then I won't be able to persuade others of the latest genius plan. Now, there are times when I know to ignore Helen. Sorry, Helen, she doesn't listen anyway. I shall not get some of the madcap stuff, such as the Greatest Showman event that I did last year when I decided to try and get 200 entrepreneurs 
from around the country to come and sing and dance and network together in fancy dress at the greatest showman musical that I put on. I pitched that idea to Helen and she told me to wise the fuck up. And I haven't added that word in there. That's exactly what she said. There's no way, she said, that people from Northern Ireland were going to turn up the shite like that. We're far too conservative. But I knew differently. And in any event, there was no downside to that project. Only a wee bit of egg on my face. The financial outlay was minimal. So it was only my pride that was ever going to be on the line. So I ploughed on and ignored her on that one. And I knew I was going to deliver it. And that she would be proud of me, even though she probably wouldn't tell me. Number six. This one is critical. If you don't take time to invest in your personal growth, then your relationship will suffer whether you're an entrepreneur or not. Stephen Covey, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People or The Chimp Paradox by Professor Steve Peters. These are fantastic books to help you develop your own uh, personal development. My wife has always been very well developed as a person, but devouring these two books and committing to a life of personal development enabled me to develop further than her. And she can now see that. And I don't think she'll mind me saying it, if I'm honest. Uh, As long as you have a strong relationship, that investment in yourself will be respected by your partner. The same applies, by the way, to business partners, but that's for another day. So encourage your partners, whether they be at home or in work, to similarly invest in themselves. If they see you develop, they might want to do that too. And both of you can get stronger together. Number seven, the next thing is that your partner must know that you're going to give it everything. And that if it doesn't work, it's not for the lack of you trying or it's not for the lack of your dedication. They can accept failure in those circumstances, but if you don't give it everything, then they won't accept it. Number eight, meditation helps me strip out the white noise of all the various projects that I'm involved with and get clarity on what the big rocks are in my life, the important stuff. And if you meditate, um, you will be able to see the important stuff in your home life too even when you're under pressure from the white noise from outside. Now, I've slipped away personally a wee bit from meditation at the minute because I have a lot of extra projects on, but that's something I'll get back to and it has helped me in the past. Number nine, take a reset before you walk into the house every evening. Visualise how you want the evening to look. Take a couple of minutes to shed yourself of the stresses and strains of work. Leave them outside and enter your house with a bang and download the love and the energy to your family. Now, my own kids are 7, 9 and 10, and I'm still challenging myself to get them to run to the front door when Daddy comes home every evening. I could just let myself in the side door, but the ring of the doorbell to see that they're still coming out to show that unconditional love that they used to give me when they were five, it's a big challenge, but it's a great challenge to have. And if you take a couple of minutes before you head into the house after your, your tough day, um, that's something that you can maybe still live up to. Number 10, be selfless at home. Be absolutely selfless at home. Exhibit zero selfishness around the movies you watch, around the takeaway food that you buy, around the restaurants you go to, around the coffee shops or the ice cream shops you frequent. Give that all up and watch the bond between you and your partner and maybe your children flourish. If the family unit is making sacrifices around your work, selfishness around these things is a horrible look. And trust me, when you give this stuff stuff up, you will actually feel enriched. So you will buy the whole process and they will hold you dearer to them because they know that you're sacrificing maybe your preference. That's powerful, powerful stuff, folks. Number 11. We're both quite independent um, in our house with each other, really independent. Uh, I can remember 
about 18 months ago uh, when my LinkedIn stuff was really blowing up quite a bit. We were invited to a birthday party of a QC. It was a birthday party of the wife of a QC and barrister and judge that we know um, that I was at Queen's with and funny enough as a fellow Spurs fan. It was his wife's um, 50th birthday. Helen and I went our separate ways. That's what we normally do. Go our separate ways and then meet up at the end of the night and discuss all the crack that was going on with each other. And I literally had a queue of barristers wanting to know all about my escape from the bar. What was it like outside the bar? Wondering whether they might escape from being a barrister one day and do something similar. Wondering to know, wanting to know what all the secret sauce was about. And interestingly, Helen had a similar queue of people asking her all the same questions about me too. I'm not telling you this because I've got a big head. You'll see that in a minute. Lots of similar questions about the difference between the life of a barrister's wife. And I don't mean that to mean her. She's an accountant. But that was the question they were asking her to being married to an entrepreneur. And what was that difference? And they were eulogising to Helen about my LinkedIn output. Now, when Helen was asked, what did she think about my LinkedIn output? She said quite unequivocally, I don't see any of his posts. I have a bullshit filter on my LinkedIn profile and nothing he posts could ever get past that. Now, remember, these are all former colleagues of mine at the bars and QCs and barristers. And when Helen told me what she'd said about me, I laughed my balls off. So this point number 11 is don't take yourself too seriously, folks. Have a laugh through the good and the bad together and take the hand out of yourself. Let your partner take the hand out of you and don't take it too seriously. Okay? Only when you've got all of this stuff in place can you lose everything that you own, put a seven-year plan to recover financially and live in your sister-in-law's back bedroom for five years like I did with my wife and three kids and come out the other end stronger. We have all of those 11 points in place and financial wipeout, living in my sister-in-law's back bedroom, bringing up the kids for five years there didn't stop us because of all of that stuff. So are you building that unbreakable bond, improving yourself? Committed to personal development and to building your relationship with your partner and children if you have them. If you're not committed to that, you won't get the support. You mustn't bring the strains into the home. That's a skill that you'll need to work on and develop over time. One, fi- one final word that can help you. Even if you do all those 11, one final thing that can help you. Make sure you marry well. Marry a country girl or a country boy just like I did. <laughs> and watch out for any signs that the person you're going to marry is fronting. Authenticity and total honesty is key. These are the keys to a long and happy marriage that can withstand the rigours of entrepreneurship or someone pushing very hard for success. It's over to you. If you've got value from this resource, you can do one or all of the following. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, or hit me up for my two-day speed mentor retreat coming on the 18th and 19th of May when I'll be taking a group of hungry entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs for a deep dive weekend when we'll be mainlining all this good stuff so we can get up and close and personal and start chasing after success. Check out the podcast from last week, uh, What's the Speed Mentor Retreat All About, for more details. And as part of the Speed Mentor Retreat package, I have a special offer at the minute for the first six who sign up who'll receive a bonus package worth £500. So don't delay as there are only two of those bonus packages left. You've been talking to the wall. You've got this. You can level up. And it's your choice.